My vitriol doesn't come in a bottle. I'm Kevin Leeson. How do you save a Nobel Prize from Nazi gold hunters? Chemistry. I'm Joe Fulgham. Look, all over that guy. It's fluorosulfuric. It's carburane. It's super acid. I'm Adam Barlev. Today we cover all the bases. Oh, wait, no we don't. Oh, well, uh, I'm Torn Atkinson, and this is Caustic Soda. time for the acid episode of caustic soda in preparation for this episode i am totally tripping balls <laughs> oh that's the wrong kind of acid <laughs> oh we're talking about fuck big blue hairy torrin <laughs> burning acid now? <laughs> sizzle ca- acid our guest for this episode is adam barlev welcome adam thank you for having me how are you i'm good so adam what are your bone fighties i'm a phd student at simon fraser university Oh. I don't actually use a ton of acids in my work. Uh, Only I shoot, several hundred kilos. <laughs> I shoot lasers at radioactive DNA. So what could go wrong? Uh, <laughs> I sit as sort of a community service thing on the uh, university safety committee. So every month we get all of the accident reports that happen around the university, either in labs or in classrooms. <laughs> And uh, you just can't help but laugh sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's really... If you're a Caustic Soda listener, you can't uh, help but laugh. No, so this is your bona fides as to why you're a fan of the show. Now, yeah, exactly. Why are you an expert on acid? A degree in chemistry. Brilliant. That's more than enough than I need. You got me beat by a couple of degrees. Mm-hmm. That's right. You have a negative degree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I suck intelligence out of the room. <laughs> the word origin of acid comes from 1620s, Latin acidus, sour Sharp from Assyria to be sour mm-hmm. from Proto Indo European root AK meaning sharp and pointed. So it actually kind of means the taste of vinegar. Okay. A sourness. All right. Well, this used to be how they would classify something as an acid is that a chemist in the 1800s would just taste a little bit. And if it tasted sour, they'd be like, okay, that's an acid. Oh, well, very scientific. <laughs> so, scientists back Works in. Works for every acid. Sometimes they can't report on the next acid because their tongue has been burned off. 17th century scientists obviously had uh, holes in their tongue at all times. It's a dangerous profession. <laughs> well, you know, the, the tongue is the one that like regenerates the most out of like all the organs in your body. So, if you're going to burn mm. a hole in something. That's why Dr. Doc Connors from uh, Spider Man became the tongue. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to regenerate his arm. Got it. So he got the DNA from a uh, tongue. But as we know from Dungeons and Dragons, you very often do not regenerate from acid or fire damage. That's hey. true, like a troll. Like trolls. Mm-hmm. That's their weakness. Okay. Uh, there's no fear of acid, but there's a fear of sourness. So I submit that acerophobia or acerophobia is, is going to have to do. Yeah, that'll, that's do. the closest we're going to get. And uh, there's also chemophobia, which is the fear of chemicals or working with chemicals. Everything's a chemical. So that's going to come up. <laughs> you're a chemical. <laughs> Everything's a chemical? Well, no, you're a en- chemical. En- energy's not a chemical, but Maybe you're not. a chemical. So we're going to have a toxic spills episode Okay, in of course the future. We so we might talk about some acid spills, but it won't necessarily be the, uh, the main theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with industrial accidents. Some okay. crossover. Yeah. Okay. There will be crossover. Chemical warfare will be its own episode. Okay. Of course. So uh, we're going to talk about what? Citric acid. Oh, yeah. Oh, oranges. Getting gonna... le- grapefruit. 
Uh-huh. Eating a grapefruit, getting some in your eye. Oh. Or even worse, somebody next to you oh. digging into their grapefruit and then getting their grapefruit juice in your eye. You've gone too far, Caustic Soda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have goggles? They do nothing. At the breakfast table? <laughs> there we go. Good. We got that out of the way. <laughs> There's also amino acids. Okay. I don't really know anything about that. They're the ones that tease you. They're very cruel. Amino acids? You're such a... They're the building blocks God. of life. I know. It's Kevin. Why are you even surprised? I thought it was a decent one, too. All right. Formic acid. You can find those in ants. Yeah. Okay. And uh, stomach acid, also known as gastric acid. Mm-hmm. And we can maybe break some of that stuff down to yeah, you um, appropriately. You know, there's, there's lots of things that are in common use that are acids. I mean, like, you know, for example, like if you... Uh, like own an apartment and some horrible crackheads live there and they don't clean the walls and they're all covered in mold or something, you can buy muriatic acid, which is HCl, and just put it in a spray bottle and spray it on the walls and it'll dissolve the heck out of that. Right. That uh, nasty mold. Yeah. Like nothing else. Uh huh. Just don't get it in your eyes. Take but, that. You know, be life. careful. So uh, if you want to <laughs> clean the walls of your apartment, kill an alien so that it's, you know, inside spray all over and you'll clean the heck out of that place no you just you want to get rid of your walls that's what you do yeah well let's talk about since you brought it up let's uh-huh. talk about the hollywood perception and to a lesser extent the public perception of uh, of acid okay in films on tv and comic books an acid is any liquid that can eat away at and completely dissolve skin and muscle leaving only bone and sometimes not even that Mm-hmm. Stronger acids will melt steel, glass, plastic, concrete, and ultimately everything it comes into contact with, of course, except the glass, the glass. that it comes in, the glass flask. Mm-hmm. Such liquids are almost always either a bright green or a sickly yellow color. Mm-hmm. They bubble and fizz on the counter or floor when you spill them, give off visible smoky fumes, which never seem to be harmful in their own right. You know, most of these things can be used to describe Mountain Dew as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And they never dissipate. If a drop of acid eats through the floor, it will continue to eat through things in the next level down and so on. Acids are found in certain vegetables, citrus citrus fruits, soft drinks, and in your stomach, dissolving food. Some acids can be dangerous, and even the mildest ones are painful if they get in your eyes. Most things are painful if they get in your eyes. That's true. But very few are as bad as Hollywood acid. And most acids in real life are colorless. The most common corrosives known for being powerful are sulfuric acid, nitric acid, and hydrochloric acid. And these do not even come close to being as strong as some of the stuff shown. So Hollywood acid, that's cocaine SO4? (laughs) It's just like uh, jazzed up. Is that what you're saying? Is that if Hollywood has taught me anything, it's that acid is incredibly burny. And what you're saying is in reality, that's not what is in fact the case? Cocaine is definitely an acid. I mean, that's why when you make crack, you add a base to the cocaine, and it deprotonates it, and then you have free base. Helpful tips from caustic soda. Yeah. (laughs) And acid, of course, isn't always a liquid. You can have acid gas. Absolutely. I had acid gas the other day. (laughs) After that Mexican meal. (laughs) So hydrochloric acid. Okay. Who knows what some other names for hydrochloric acid are? Bernie McBurnerson? Close. Very mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. Salty acid? Who knows what the... What do you call it with uh, the, all those letters? On those letters and numbers? Uh, what HCl? It is HCl. Yeah, it's really simple. Yeah. Also known as muriatic acid. Okay. All right. And spirits of salt. Oh, I got salt. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things have Wait. funny old names. I yeah, thought that exactly. was cool. You know? I, is this... Uh, it got something to do with them being haunted? 
The spirits? Yeah. Is this how we get Casper? Is he hydrochloric acid? Haunts your, it haunts your skin. <laughs> well, like liquor is a spirit, right? It's like they don't know. Uh, you know. It's just some liquid and they don't really know exactly. It's not water, obviously, but. <laughs> Anything that's not water is a spirit. Put it on your tongue. And it's got chlorine in it, which they probably got from an ACL, which is salt. Mm-hmm. So Tastes spirits like of salt. Mm-hmm. So what is the appearance of hydrochloric acid? Looks just like water to me. Yeah. That's what's funny. You know, if, it would be great if acid was nice and green, and then you wouldn't, you know, accidentally spill it as obviously, but... Uh, you wouldn't mix it, it up uh, with your martini probably not. right next to does it. Does it smell different, though? Like, you, if you smelled hydrochloric acid, you If you, you can go, smell oh, hydrochloric acid, you're, you're in a bad way. You're not going to smell anything ever again. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> because smelling is literally small particles of it entering your nasal cavity and registering up against your sensor, the, the sensors of smell in your head, which means you're getting acid on them. So don't huff hydrochloric acid. Right. So, yeah, so hydrochloric acid is, is a gas... Uh, and then you just bubble it through water, and it dissolves in the water really easily. So usually you'll either see a cylinder of gas, just like a regular gas cylinder, a big metal tank, or you'll see a, a bottle of what looks like water, but it's water with hydrochloric acid dissolved in it. The funny thing about that is that because it's the hydrochloric acid is dissolved in the water, if you add something else that's a, a really powerful acid, for example, if you add a bunch of sulfuric acid all at once to this water it'll force the HCl back out because oh. there will be too much acid in there. So it'll, you can generate in a bunch of ways really easily. You can generate uh, HCl gas if you need it for something else. So, uh, and what would you need HCl gas for something else except for like burning everybody's nasal cavity out? Well, it, it's useful for doing certain chemical synthesis steps, uh, you know, stuff that you would see in Breaking Bad. Like if you want to crystallize out your meth, for example... <laughs> You know, you start out with something that's a free base and you want to have these nice crystals, you'll bubble HCl gas through it. That's a really common way to um, get crystals to form. I was really hoping you were going to teach us how to make meth much more subtly than that. (laughs) You've just been so forward about it that, uh, you know, you've you've completely uncloaked our design. The more you know. Yeah. Main uses are household cleaner, food additive, gelatin production, purification of table salt, leather processing, and dissolving of rock in oil production. Okay. Sounds like a good time. Mm -hmm. Found naturally in gastric acid in your stomach. Okay. During the Industrial Revolution, cheap large-scale production of sodium carbonate, or soda ash, released hydrogen chloride as a byproduct until the British Alkali Act of 1863... And similar legislation in other countries, the excess acid was vented to air. After the passage of the act, soda ash producers were obliged to absorb the waste gas in water, producing hydrochloric acid on an industrial scale. Yeah, because of this dangerous, deadly gas that you were just pumping out into the air. Yep. Damn that government telling us what to do. <laughs> well, in like some sort of like Darwinian sense, it's like almost an industrial evolution because you just kill all the poor saps who are too close to the factory. It's just, well, it's, it's a great watchdog. Just to erode their houses. Yeah. Since 1988, hydrochloric acid has been listed in the 1988 United Nations Convention Against Illicit Traffic in Narcotic Drugs and Psychotropic Substances. Hydrochloric acid is a narcotic and Because of its use in the production of heroin, cocaine, and methamphetamine. Uh, Did I not just mention this? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even read that. Because it's a a tool in the manufacture. I was was just about to call you a liar for saying don't huff your hydrochloric acid. Let's move to nitric acid, also known as aquafortis. Mm -hmm. What's the chemical formula? Uh, HNO3. There you go. Also known as hydrogen nitrate. Does that make sense? 
Uh, Would you call it that? I think pretty much people call it nitric acid is, is no. just the most common thing to call I it. I want it to be fancy. <laughs> but It is also a colorless liquid. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. It, and um, what it's really commonly used for is making explosives. Oh, there you, you know, go. Okay. TNT is tri-nitro-toluene. So you make that by mixing toluene and nitric acid. Also used in the production of fertilizers. Yep. Which Remember are also what, used to make explosives. Remember yeah. in that explosion episode, there was that giant ship full of fertilizer that yeah. exploded <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and destroyed the town. <laughs> so that's a good time. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, nitrohydrochloric acid, which is nitric acid with HCl mixed in, okay, also known as aqua regia. Ooh, or, or, that, that or means like Reese acid butter cups. <laughs> hey, you got your nitric acid in my <laughs> HCl. Yeah, hey, you got your HCl in my nitric acid. Isn't mm. aqua regia mean like uh, uh, king water? Yes, in fact, it's so named because it can dissolve the so-called royal or noble metals, gold and platinum. Oh, it has a fuming yellow or red solution. Uh, The mixture is formed by freshly mixing concentrated nitric acid and hydrochloric acid. Dissolves gold, though neither constituent acid will do so alone because in combination, each acid performs a different task. And the gold dissolves to become chlorooric acid. Oh, neat. Gold acid. Yep. So yeah, aqua regia is one of those things that it used to be really common for all chemistry labs to just have a bucket of aqua regia. And instead of washing your dishes in water, what you do is you just throw them in the bucket <laughs> and it'll just oxidize the heck out of anything dissolved on the glass. Well, doesn't oxidize mean rust? It means Not to add an oxygen molecule, which when you do it to iron makes rust. Okay. Yes. But yes. when you do it to food particles... They turn into, for example, carbon dioxide. I mean, oxidation oh. is what happens in your body when you eat something and it gets digested. It ends up getting oxidized oh. uh, and turned into very fart slowly. <laughs> this is the fart factory we're <laughs> talking you. about now. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not as common nowadays, but everybody used to have just this big bucket of aqua regia and you'd have to reach in there with like tongs to pick stuff up out of it and then wash it off really good. Well, but it sounds convenient. Man, does it get stuff clean. Yeah, I'll bet. I can imagine. You know, get rid of the dishwasher at home. Just have a bucket of aqua regia. I'm throw throwing out my Windex <laughs> and filling it with aqua regia. Now, here's an interesting historical aspect. When Germany invaded Denmark in World War II, a Hungarian chemist, George de Hevesi, dissolved the gold Nobel Prizes of German physicist Max von Lau <laughs> wow. and James Frank in aqua regia to prevent the Nazis from confiscating them. Oh, the German awesome. government had prohibited Germans from accepting or keeping any Nobel Prize after 1935. De Hevesy placed the resulting solution on a shelf in his laboratory. Uh, it was subsequently ignored by the Nazis who thought the jar, one of perhaps hundreds on the shelving, contained common chemicals. Common chemicals. <laughs> After the war, Dehevsi returned to find the solution undisturbed and precipitated the gold out of the acid. The gold was returned to the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences and the Nobel Foundation. They recast the medals and again presented them to Lau and Frank. That is oh. fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. I love that story. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know that they're going to confiscate them and melt them down to like for the war effort or whatever. And... Uh... That is fucking brilliant. I thought at first because they were German scientists that he was like, fuck you guys, you invade, I'm taking out your medals. No, Screw just destroy you. it. Yeah, just you like. Can't, I can't have it, no one can. <laughs> no, just the whole like fucking Germany invade, all German scientists, their Nobel Prize are going to be melted. His superhero name is the, the, the prize melter. The prize melter. <laughs> 
hey, hey, it's better than than uh, you know uh, a, a matter lad or fucking <laughs> matter eater know. lad. Yeah, coming yeah, yeah. like Legion of Superheroes. Their names are way worse than that. I'll protect these metals by eating them. Don't worry, <laughs> you'll get them in twenty four hours. <laughs> well, you you could eat a piece of gold, and it wouldn't really do anything to you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why. Unless it gets so big that it gets caught in your throat, and you have to have the Heimlich maneuver. I, well, yeah. I know that because <laughs> I know that because I've drank my body weight in Goldschlager. Goldschlager, before. I was yeah. gonna say. So I know for a fact. I just drink liquid gold. But melt, yeah, it's, melt it's, it down, molten, <laughs> molten gold. Oh, it's like Wasn't my gold that piping hot. Sort of Game of Thrones you, or something. <laughs> yeah, put it on his head. Tor- Torrin's making himself immune to liquid gold by only pouring a little bit of molten gold on his tongue and then building it up so he gets an immunity. No, either that, right. or he's just trying to paint his insides with gold so he can be gold Torrin. <laughs> open my mouth. <laughs> he's the man with the gold esophagus. <laughs> Let's move to sulfuric acid chemical formula. H2SO4. Yeah, that one. Uh-huh. Also known as That oil. is exactly what I was going to guess, by the way. He totally yeah. just jumped in before. <laughs> yeah. Also known as oil of vitriol. Oh, yeah. I like that name. Oh, there's a, if I, I would just carry a vial around it so I could be angry at all times. <laughs> like, oh! Check out my vitriol. I've, I've, I've been, the spirit of my oil of vitriol has me just enraged constantly. And you become rage man. Uh, you, have just, to, uh, you have to drink some oil of vitriol it, to <laughs> fuel your rage. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm constantly in a rage pretty much all the time anyway. This would just be my justification for it. Yeah, but usually it's over plot holes in movies. It, it, yes, precisely. <laughs> I'm starting to get hot and bothered right now just talking about it. Hollywood has taught me anything. I'm angry. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Colorless to slightly yellow viscous liquid. Sometimes it may be dark brown as dyed during its industrial production process in order to alert people to its hazards. So I guess one of the acids that actually takes some dye. Okay. Yeah, this stuff is is really common all over the place. I mean, the fact that it's in your batteries and it's in all kinds of different cleaning products. Oh, this is battery acid? It's w- one of them. Yeah. Okay. Lead acid batteries. Also used in mineral processing, uh, fertilizer manufacturing, and uh, chemical synthesis. Synthesis. A highly corrosive, strong mineral acid. Its corrosiveness on materials like metals, living tissues, i.e. skin and flesh, or even stones, can mm-hmm. be mainly ascribed to its strong acidic nature and, if concentrated, strong dehydrating and oxidizing property. Sulfuric acid at high concentrations can cause very serious damage upon contact as it not only causes chemical burns via hydrolysis, but also secondary thermal burns via dehydration. Oh, okay. So it sucks you all get, the water You're out. getting two kinds of burns. Yeah. All right. I get it. Well, I mean, okay, I, I kind of want to make a point about all, you know, all of the acids here pretty much is that uh, when, when you have uh, – they, they, they tell you this when you're like starting out being a teacher or something. If you're going to high school. Well, let me guess. Don't stick your dick in it. That's one thing that they tell you. <laughs> is that that's the first one thing? thing that they tell you. They always tell you – That's the unofficial uh, that's rule a, one, that's right? That's the second thing. Yeah. Like let's say you have like a, a, a bottle – and you have like uh, a teaspoon of acid at the bottom, yeah. And you start pouring water on that. That's a really dumb idea. That's a no. What you should have is have a big bottle of water, and pour a little bit of acid on top of why? that. Why? Uh, the reason why is that when you add acid to water, if if it's a a good acid that wants to be in the water, wants to dissolve in the water, it'll actually produce heat by getting dissolved. Okay. And so if okay. that heat 
only has like a teaspoon of water to go into at that second, mm. it'll instantly boil and shoot acid mixed with water out of the top of the bottle. Oh, nice. Right. Okay. Um, Got it. So, you know, most of these acids that we've talked about, you know, if, if they get on your eye, for example, uh, you know, it's a tiny bit of acid in water. It'll just instantly boil the part of your eye that it lands on. Um, Sometimes. Yeah, it's ah, pretty bad that sounds, that sounds like something I do not want to happen. No. I, I, do, I do not want to happen. What do you use your eyes for? As I recall, you've seen enough <laughs> from a previous episode. I have said that before. <laughs> I have said that before. In the context of a lesser of two evils in my defense. Oh, sure. Yeah. Pure sulfuric acid is not encountered naturally on Earth in anhydrous form. What does anhydrous mean? Without water. Hmm. Due to its great affinity for water. Okay. Clearly. It loves water. Dilute sulfuric acid is a constituent of acid rain. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because it loves water. Mm-hmm. Favored as a weapon in labor clashes, sulfuric acid was a common weapon in domestic disputes. See oh. acid as a weapon, which we'll uh, talk about later in the show. Yeah. Uh, for instance, in 1865, the New York Times reported that a jealous husband was arrested for disfiguring his wife with acid after threatening to spoil her figure. In other 19th and early 20th century cases, women threw acid on the men who impregnated them outside oh. of marriage. Whoa. On former lovers who spurned them or on their husband mistresses. Oh, it's kind of like mar- that's marking your territory in a very specific way, isn't it? Throwing vitriol was a way not only of causing someone immense pain, but also of rendering him or her unattractive, which goes partway toward explaining its use in sexually charged disputes. So is this why it's called oil of vitriol? Because of these like original uses for it? It's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, hell hath no fury like a acid thrower scorned. Saw that on a bumper sticker once. <laughs> TM. 1996, a runaway train derailed in Leadville, Colorado. Two tank cars containing 54,000 gallons of sulfuric acid ruptured in the incident, sending a river of sulfuric acid down a snowy mountainside <laughs> and across a highway, <laughs> contaminating rescue workers and early morning commuters. Oh. Dozens of drivers and rescue workers sought treatment at nearby medical facilities for exposure to fumes, with symptoms ranging from burning eyes to shortness of breath and nausea. That is definitely going to make your drive time, you know, trip to work a lot shittier. Mm-hmm. In 2001, Scotland, huge amounts of ferric sulfate, a bright orange preservative, was spilled from a burst pipe at Grampian Country Foods, a chicken factory. <laughs> The local stream was polluted, and residents in Newbridge watched fish leaping dozens at a time from the water to escape the chemical, which changes the sulfuric, which changes to sulfuric acid on contact with water. Oh, so trying so to the, get out. The fish were trying desperately to get out of the water. You know what the best part is about, like, as uh, somebody who might be there, you just like catch it already yeah. cooked. Mm, acid, right? Just like fish. bite straight in. What is that it. Uh, ceviche? Is that, that what is. ceviche is? <laughs> that is nice. instant ceviche. I like it. Those fish are doing a lesser of two evils. Would you like to stay in this acidic stream or flop out onto the bank of the river and die horribly suffocating? Yeah, suffocating. I choose suffocation. Yeah, I guess we uh, learned a uh, lesson from nature on this one. (laughs) Always choose suffocation over acid. I hope there's a bear here that catches me. (laughs) In September 2012, China, over two tons of sulfuric acid, flew through the gate of an industrial plant and onto a busy road outside, toppling several motorcycles... Oh. and injuring at least six people, including a one-year-old child who sustained serious burns. 
That is not the vehicle you want to be riding it on when flew. a when a when a river of sulfuric acid comes out of like an industrial location. Well, you do not a- want to be riding a motorcycle. Yeah, the accident took place when the acid was being improperly loaded, unloaded from a truck. I think that's the thing about sulfuric acid, uh, is that it, it comes by the truckload, by the tanker. Right. You know, it, there's so much of this stuff produced uh, that, that you're going to end up having horrible accidents just because there's so much of it there's all the so time much everywhere. of it and people probably get used to it you know they're they don't even think about oh that's a dangerous thing they're just like oh we're pumping out the truck right it's no big deal mm-hmm. for them <laughs> all of a sudden things go wrong yeah yeah it's only a problem when things go wrong it's only a problem when things go wrong <laughs> april 2012 india an acid-laden truck fell into the village water body when the driver lost control of the vehicle according to the report the driver was killed after he was corroded by the acid Oh, I think that's likely. Would you die of being corroded by the acid, or would you die from the fumes first? Uh, well, if you're underwater, you'd probably drown. That's what it seems like. Is that mm. he fell into a body of water? Um, he probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm actually not sure without having read more about the yeah, report. There wasn't that much information in the source right. I found, but I but thought that was interesting. Whether he died before or after, he was definitely corroded by yes, the acid. Yes. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. And lastly, 2010, Australia. A pipe at the Millennium Inorganic Chemicals plant site became blocked. Four men went to investigate. They should a- use some sulfuric acid to clear that, clear that out. <laughs> four men went to investigate, and a valve burst, spraying them with sulfuric acid. All four suffered injuries ranging from acid splashes to feet, face, and back to, quote-unquote, very severe burns to 45% uh, of the body, mainly the lower body. They were rushed to hospital where a team of surgeons carried out skin grafts and other operations. One worker had to have his leg amputated. Wow. Oh. So. That leg probably looked pretty melty before they cut it off. Now, the last and possibly the most dangerous. Oh, yeah. Hydrofluoric acid. Chemical okay. formula? HF. Yeah. Oh, so High frequency. Simple. So simple. Used for etching glass and metal. Used to brighten aluminum. Mm-hmm. Um, Who doesn't need their aluminum just a little bit brighter? <laughs> exactly. It's, the aluminum's always brighter than the other side. <laughs> a valued source of... That is the saying of every aluminum salesman that was ever invented. A valued source of fluorine and is a precursor to numerous pharmaceuticals such as Prozac oh. and diverse materials such as Teflon. Uh, probably the most dangerous acid someone not working in a lab could get a hold of and reasonably store. Mm-hmm. Uh, standard handling procedures usually require full hazmat suits. Hydrofluoric acid is also unique in that it corrodes glass and metal oxides, making it notoriously hard to store. Mm-hmm. Hydrogen fluoride gas is an acute poison that may immediately and permanently damage lungs and the corneas of the eyes. Aqueous hydrofluoric acid is a contact poison with the potential for deep, initially painless burns and ensuing tissue death. It rapidly penetrates the skin and proceeds to destroy the human body from the inside out by reacting radically with calcium. I'm assuming by tissue death, you meant like when you sneeze into a Kleenex so hard that it blows out the other side? Yeah. You just destroy that tissue. You just tissue. destroy that yeah. tissue? That's what you meant, right? Yeah, just you imagine mean... that, except the tissue is your body. Oh, <laughs> The uh, the acid sneezes. You sneeze into your hand. And the acid is the nose. And it blows through your hand. (laughs) That's tissue damage. (laughs) To make matters worse, because calcium is used in the propagation of action potentials. Ooh, action potentials. That sounds good. This is these are cellular events that let you feel pain. 
That's what an action potential is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cellular So events. what that means is many people don't realize they're dying until it's too late. Yeah. Oh. What I heard is this. You said it, uh, we didn't really talk about it. it. It reacts with the calcium in the body. Yeah. This is the this is the one that you get spilled on you and then eat your bones from the inside out, yeah. right? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, so you turn into like a jelly guy. The By interfering with body calcium metabolism, the concentrated acid may cause systemic toxic, toxicity and eventual cardiac arrest and fatality after contact with as little as 160 centimeters squared or 25 square inches of skin. I only have one notable incident for this acid. Okay. In May 2001, Polk County, Florida. A seven-year-old girl and her grandmother were playing hide-and-seek in their home when the girl ran into the workshop of her father's cleaning business, knocked over a bucket containing about a pint of hydrofluoric acid. The top flew off the container, and some of the acid splashed on the girl, causing severe burns. Uh, family members heard her screams and drove her to the hospital, where she died. Well, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Doesn't take much, huh? Should we do the pop quiz? Sure. We should keep talking about hydrofluoric okay, acid. Okay, sure. I can't, I can't get enough of these things. <laughs> All right. Lay it on us. What else is there to say about hydrofluoric acid? I thought we covered well, most okay. of our bases. Well, okay. I mean, I, you know, there's some things that you read them, but I don't know if they 100% come across. Like, for example, uh, all of the other acids we talked about, you can have a bottle of them on the shelf. Yeah. Whereas hydrofluoric acid will melt the bottle. Right. It's the only acid that'll eat glass. So, like, you know, when you go to, like, a Chinese restaurant and they have those glass etched things those right you know yeah that's done with with hf oh, so okay. you, you can you can buy glass etch and that's that's what it contains is hf and so sometimes like graffiti artists will take glass etch and and well, i guess i really shouldn't call them graffiti artists people or vandals will Taggers, use glass etch yeah. to yeah, to to and then all of a sudden that's that's a pretty common place that people will go to the hospital with these hf burns that they don't realize that that's what glass etch contains so um, you can just buy glass etch at a hardware store or something? Or? Yes. Oh. And now, so what does hydrofluoric acid not eat through? Uh, well, certain plastics. Yeah. Okay. So that's that scene from Breaking Bad. I- exactly, yeah. I mean, we can go over that later. Yeah, um, pop culture. But yeah, HF is, is, is really bad news. And I think what's, what's sort of interesting about it is that it's really not that strong of an acid. All of the other things which we talked about are actually stronger acids. And and if it was a stronger acid, it would be less dangerous. It 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 would not be able to get into your body as well. Oh but yeah. Because oh. it stays a neutral molecule, it can penetrate the skin much more easily, and that's uh-huh. what leads to a lot of its toxicity. Yeah. So it's not even necessarily the acid burns on the skin; it's what it does no. on the inside. Exactly. When it when it has a little has a chance to do its work. Exactly. And, yeah. So uh, is it? I'd like to do a pop quiz. Some kind of a, I heard there's some kind of an acidity scale. The acidity scale that most people are probably used to is, is pH, but the pH scale is, is really based on things being in water. There's lots of acids that are much, much, much stronger than what you typically see in like acid rain and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they invented the Hammett acidity function as a way to compare really, really strong acids that don't exist in water. Okay. 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 Well, that so makes we're taking sense. water out of the equation. Yeah, you take water out of the equation. It's not diluting your acid down. And, uh, bada okay. bing, bada boom. You can compare and contrast. So right? how, how are we going to do this, this pop quiz? So I have a, a list of, of acids. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start with sulfuric acid, which mm-hmm. is minus 12 on the Hammett scale. Okay. And so the more minus it is, the more acidic, acidic it is. Okay. okay. All right. And so... What I'm going to do is I'm going to say the name of an acid, 
And you're going to try and guess, is it more acidic? Is it lower on the Hammett scale okay. than the one before it? So we're always okay. comparing to the one before it. So lower is more acidic. Exactly. So minus 13 is more acidic than minus 12. Exactly. Got it. Okay. So we're starting at sulfuric acid. Which is minus 12. Yeah. Yep. And so now what we're going to go to is fluoroantimonic acid. Fluoro. Antimonic. Well, it's got <laughs> now, anti right in the t- right in the name. And we already decided Let's, the hydrofluoronic is super deadly, but it's not very acidic. If it was stronger, it would kill you faster. Remember? Oh, so de- more deadly does not necessarily mean more acidic, right? Oh, okay. Um, so how does one how does one measure how acidic something is, though? You throw it in somebody's eyes and you see how long they scream. <laughs> but how do you come to that number? You measure the time that they scream. <laughs> Subtract. I'm so, guessing you look at this scale. So specifically what it's comparing is uh, how well it's getting rid of a proton okay. compared to how much does it want to have it. So, um, so how, how, li- sometimes, how likely is it to react to something and how strongly and quickly will it react? That's... Right. Uh, I'm going to say that it's that it's more acidic because we don't know. Why are we talking? It's I'm going to just... say less acidic. Okay. I'm going to say more. I'm going to say much more. I'm going to say, what does it go down to 50? I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say 33. Negative 33. I'm going to go with negative 5. Okay. I, I'm going to go uh, minus 15. It's a little bit more. Uh, well, Torin, you're surprisingly close. Oh. It's minus 31.3. That's, oh, yeah! I, that is well within wow. the, the, the required the range. Of error. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the question was, is it more acidic or less acidic? So it's more. So, so it is more. more acidic. So my initial so talked me out. Yeah, but you guys, I started saying, oh, fluoronic. It's like, and then you guys talked me out of it. I know. You're so dumb. Mm. Your own, that's your problem. Pal. Right, I'm going to go with my instincts next time. Screw you guys. <laughs> the antimonic is antimony? Antimony, yes, yeah. which is a funny name for tin. Yeah. Matt. I didn't know that. I recognized antimony, but I had no idea. Uh, I'm half dumb. <laughs> okay, so the next acid, trichloroacetic acid. Trichloroacetic. And the question is, is this more or less acidic exactly. than well, fluorine? It's got does tri the, in it. Does the chemical formula help us in any way if we can determine what that chemical formula is from the name? Well, it wouldn't help us C- in any way. C- it would probably help a, a chemist yeah. in some kind of way. Well, it that's has a big, that's a big no, then. right yeah. at the front. So yeah. you know it's going to work so extra hard. Trichloroacetic. Yeah, you know it's going to work extra hard because it's really trying, right? Trichloro. It's yeah. three times as bad as chloroacetic. This is trichloro. Yeah, yeah. But we, don't, we haven't heard chloroacetic yet. <laughs> no, no, we have not. I'm going to say, so I'm going to put it on the scale at... Because it's got three in it, I'm going to stick with my threes. Uh-huh. I'm just going to say minus 13. I'm going to say it's minus 13. So you say it's less acidic than the... Less uh, acidic than fluoroantimonic. Okay. More acidic than sulfuric by... I'm going with more again. I don't know what the number is, but I'm saying it's more I'm going to go less, just to be a contrarian, because I have no idea. Well, you agree my, with Torin, My then. instincts have failed. No, I'm going less. He went with He said one. less. No, he said, he said more, because he said minus 13. No, we're, then the previous one, which oh, was, was 31. 33, yes. Minus 33. Yes, I'm going less. I'm going less uh, to, yeah, and the uh, minus, uh, I'm going to go with minus five again. Okay, so it turns out that trichloroacetic acid, I, I, I gave it to you guys because I thought the name sounded really, really ominous. Mm. But it's actually not that bad. It's, it ah. doesn't even need to be on the Hammett scale. It's just what? a regular, uh, you know, point, point six six 
on the pKa scale the regular so, acidity scale uh-huh in the uh, uh in the 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 sure. price is right rules this guy on top on that one all right uh, you guys both get it less is uh-huh. the answer okay so the next acid on the list is carborane carborane yep carborane okay. it's got to be more yeah like when they throw this acid on you it's like getting hit by a car <laughs> right so <laughs> I'm going to go with minus 45. Whoa, you're yeah. out of control. Yeah, I know. This is like the one that like burns to the planet Earth. <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, well, it's got to be more than the last one because the last like, one didn't well, register. Yeah, it wasn't even on the scale. But I'm still going to give it a number, and that number is going to be 10, negative 10. Uh, I say negative 18. What do we got? Uh, it's, it's much more. Yeah. Minus 18. What did you say? Bullseye. Good job. Oh, there you go. Oh, so you get a bonus point too. I do. <sighs> the point of but this is that right. don't let the names fool you. You know, some things can be yeah. really, really acidic, but the name sounds, oh, carborane, sure, whatever. Sounds <laughs> fine. Sounds delightful, de- delightful inium. <laughs> yeah, but it's that's actually like, really no, horrible. That's, that's something it's like Greenland. In a, that's something in a James Cameron movie. Delightful inium. Yeah. Delightful inium. Yeah. 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 It's like Greenland. We'll name it Greenland. Yeah. So people will come and move here thinking it's green. Do we have more? Is that why they did it? Was yeah. Like the tourists? Yes. <laughs> Tourism board of Greenland? You're, you're acting like I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got another couple. Uh, so let's do, uh, what do you guys think of fluorosulfuric acid? What's your guess there? Fluorosulfuric. Sulfuric's bad. Yeah. Fluoro's bad. Negative 50. Going all the way to the bottom. Maximum acidity, floral sulfuric. I could go either way on this. I'm going to say it's less, though, just to be contrarian. Uh, I'm going to go with more, but I'm going to split the difference and like call it like uh, you know minus thirty-eight. Oh wait, no, I'm changing my mind. I'm saying more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, you're all wrong. The names oh. keep fooling you. It's minus oh. fifteen. No, oh. but it's still pretty oh. bad news. It's worse than uh, sulfuric. It's still pretty yeah, bad. It's, yeah. But it's not as Three. bad as. The minus 18, which we just Well, had. Uh, I, I guess the one thing about this scale is that it is still a log scale. So every, uh, you know, one number difference between uh, two acids on this scale is an order of magnitude, a factor oh, of 10. Oh, it's, it's so like these Richter are huge scale. differences. It's Richter yeah. scale style. Yeah. Oh, so fluoroantimony, ant, uh, antimonine, uh, what, anti, 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 <laughs> fluoroantimonic acid. <laughs> fluoroantimonic acid is like super crazy acid. Uh-huh. Is there something that goes to the bottom of the scale or is that our next? Let's go. Let's keep going. <laughs> Don't ask ahead. Spoilers, Torrens. <laughs> Damn it. I want to know what the his, worst acid is. His patience has the been burned acidic. away by acid. All right. Let's do another one. Yeah. Triflic acid. Triflic well, I enjoy trifles from time to time when I can get them oh. with the fruit Ugh. and the cream. But we don't enjoy triffids. And the cake. But we don't enjoy triffids. Yeah. Oh, do we enjoy So do we enjoy trifflic acid or not? I say we do enjoy it. I'm going to put it at zero. Well, it's like I got that try in there again. Wait, what was the point six six? That was trichloroacetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go 0.67. I'm going to go with one tiny amount more acidic than the trichloroacetic. Yeah, I'm going to go with like a one plus one. I'm going to say it's more acidic. Yeah, I'm going to say around like uh, like, uh, 25, minus 25. The answer is minus 14. It's still pretty bad news. 
but yeah. it's slightly less so than yeah. the 15 we just had. Uh, yeah. So Joe, but slightly more Joe's than the basement. So I need to know what is the strongest acid in the whole world. It's fluoroantimonic acid. Fluoroantimonic, which we said was a negative 33, negative 30 something. Yeah. You guessed negative, negative 33, 3, you're really close. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, according to what I've got here, fluoroantimonic acid is the strongest super acid in the system, and it is 10 to the 16 times stronger than 100% sulfuric acid. That means that, like, that's a one with 16 zeros after it. That's way that's more acidic. That's a big ass that's number. <laughs> that is a big ass that number. That is a super acid. All right, yeah. okay. So, you know, what I thought a super acid was, I thought super acid, what would happen if you licked Timothy Leary? <laughs> No, the classical definition of superacid is an acid with an acidity greater than that of 100% pure sulfuric acid. Oh, so that's the baseline. So I guess anything then, well, sulfuric, minus 12. So anything lower on the, on the, scale. On the Hammett scale yeah. is a superacid. That's basically what they invented the Hammett scale for. It's for, for, super for superacids. Awesome. All right. Okay. I like it. With powers far beyond that of ordinary sulfuric acid, rocketed to Earth from, you know... <laughs> Acid tron. Some supernova and then a lot of things going on. <laughs> oh, my weakness is basite. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get it. Uh-huh. No, that works. Yeah. All right, a couple. That, that would mean his weakness is caustic soda. Oh, yeah. Take that. Everybody's weakness is caustic soda. Take that, super acid. I got a couple of historical points mm. uh, yeah. from 1897. The sausage vat murderer in the history. One of the first U.S. murder trials without a body was in Chicago. German immigrant Adolf Lutgert was arrested on suspicion of murdering his wife, Louise. He got rid of most of the evidence Mm -hmm. by dissolving or boiling her body in a vat of acid in his sausage factory. (laughs) (laughs) Human bone fragments and a ring bearing Louise's initials were discovered in the factory sinks, disproving Lutgert's claims that his wife had run away. Well, he ran away into the sink. She ran, away, she ran away down well, the drain. You know when a wife, 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 you know when a wife runs away, the first thing they do is throw the ring in the sink. Yeah. After two trials, he was eventually convicted and sentenced to life in prison, where he died in 1899. She was in such a rush, though, she didn't take the ring off. She just cut her finger off yeah. and threw the whole thing, and that's why there were bone fragments there. Uh-huh. Come on. Well, I mean, clearly we see what this guy's mistake was. He used the wrong right. acid. He yeah. should have used aqua regia. The ring would have dissolved. Problem solved. Yeah. Oh, Problem there you solved. go. True enough. The case was a media sensation and one of the first legal decisions based on the testimony of forensic experts. Those mm. guys. Yeah, well, it was only shortly before that, in like 1888, when they started fingerprinting, like Scotland Yard started doing right. that sort of shit. As we learned in our... Perfect S- Murder? Perfect Murder Wasn't or Jack the Ripper? CSI? Oh, my God. One yes, of those. it was CSI. I'm pretty right. sure it was CSI. Episodes can't keep track. Yeah. Jo- John George Haig was an English serial killer during the 1940s, commonly known as the Acid Bath Murderer. Mm, that's a dead giveaway. Walk up to him and see that plaque on his door. Walk the other way. <laughs> hey, why is this guy stalking the streets of, of England with carrying a big bath full of acid? Oh, yeah. Take a dip. It's lovely. <laughs> Convicted of the murders of six people, although he claimed to have killed nine. He did not actually use acid to kill his victims, but rather, as he believed, a foolproof method of body disposal, mm-hmm. dissolving their bodies in concentrated sulfuric acid before forging papers in order to sell their possessions and collect substantial sums of money. Mm-hmm. 
During the investigation, it became apparent that Haig was using the acid to destroy victims' bodies because he misunderstood the term corpus delecti, thinking that if victims' bodies could not be found, then a murderer conviction would not be possible. Ah, ah. so not a lawyer. No. Yeah. <laughs> corpus delecti actually means the principle that a crime must have been proven to have occurred before a person can be convicted of committing that crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the substantial forensic evidence, notwithstanding the absence of his victims' bodies, was sufficient for him to be convicted for the murders and subsequently executed by hanging. Well, that that sounds like a perfectly good, reasonable response from the part of the authorities to me. Well, I think personally, you know, you live by the acid, you die by the acid. Ooh, ah, you know? I like this. You know? And sulfuric acid, how long would that actually take to burn through a body? And would it go all the way through? Uh, it would leave some bones, definitely. Right. Uh, but, you know, it would not be a pleasant way to die. But if you took it as a method of execution (laughs) and you, like, lowered a guy in a cage into a pool of sulfuric acid. Well, again, here's my questions. Do you die of the fumes first? Or do you die of going into shock from your Depends on how quickly you lower him in with the cage. I guess so. Splash! (laughs) Yeah, well, it it would... There there, there aren't really a lot of... Concentrated fumes from sulfuric acid. Sulfuric acid is is not really like one of the the fuming kinds. You can get fuming sulfuric acid, which is even more bad news. Mm-hmm. But uh, what would happen is that as you lower the person in, uh, all of the water in their skin would boil exit off. quickly and yeah. boil, and oh. it would be a burning death. Oh. Uh, it would be you know it would look like you're <laughs> in boiling water, but it would be charring and and turning black. Um, your you would hair be turning would black burn. or the acid yeah. would be turning black? Well, you, you would be turning black and all kinds of black tarry stuff would be mixing in with the acid. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Th- this is the exact scenario in one of these thousand ways to die shows I right. saw. Where a guy tried to push his boss into a... After he got fired, he tried to push his ex-boss into a vat of sulfuric acid and the boss sidestepped him and he plunged to his own death in the fat and... You know, thrashed about and died. Of well, there you go. Not to draw a picture. Death. They did it on reality TV. But mm-hmm. at the very end, did he stick his thumb up just as he was going down? Oh, it's sweet for me, it's swell for me To feel 
that you're going through hell for me Yet no matter however appealing I still have a feeling it's bad for me Public service announcement. All right. How to treat an acid burn from WebMD. Okay. Uh, when a chemical burn occurs, find out what chemical caused the burn. And then pee on it. And then pee on it. No. When you call the Poison Control Center, have the chemical container with you so you can read the contents label to the Poison Control staff member. As you watch your limb melt away. Most chemical burns are treated first by rinsing or flushing the chemical off your body with a large amount of cool water. But not all chemicals are treated this way. Mm -hmm. For example, carbolic acid or phenol does not mix with water, so use alcohol first to flush the chemical off the skin. Huh. Flush with alcohol. Yeah. And then flush with water. Okay. All right. If alcohol is not available, shame on you. Yeah. (laughs) Flush with a large amount of water. Do not flush the eye itself with alcohol. Yeah, that is a bad idea. You get drunk so fast. <laughs> eye shooters. <laughs> sulfuric acid is flushed with a mild soapy solution if the burns are not severe. Sulfuric acid feels hot when water is added to the acid, but it is better to flush the area and not leave the acid on the skin. Yeah, okay, lesser, that lesser, little lesser to yield. And lots and lots of water so that that extra heat it creates has somewhere to go other than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff that comes up in in the safety committee. So, for example, there's this young woman who spilled nitric acid on herself, concentrated nitric acid. And there's an emergency safety shower in every chemistry lab that you're supposed to just immediately run to, pull a crank, pours a ton of water on you. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to strip all of your clothes off because they're contaminated with this right. bad news stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she uh, went in there and there were two people making out in it already. <laughs> well, there's there's no there there. It's just in the middle of the room. Yeah. And she didn't want to take off her clothes or even really cause a disruption. So she tried to go to the bathroom and blot it off with paper towels, which didn't work. And so now she probably will never wear a bathing suit for the rest of her life because she has these third degree burns Ugh. all over her body. Uh, the solution to that is put a 
curtain up. curtain on the shower. So we're working on that as we speak. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Upgrading. Yeah, you know, it's this like is one of those things that seems so common sense until like something goes horribly wrong. Right? Well, what seems common sense to me is be like, everyone get the fuck out of here. I got covered in acid. This is more important than, you know, you finishing your lab. Right. I got to get naked right now. Like, or lesser of two evils, horrible acid burns for the rest of your life, or somebody sees you naked for a while. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Trust me, that'll scar them a lot more than a scar. Oh, oh, oh different <laughs> kinds of scars. Yeah. <laughs> Hydrofluoric acid is flushed with bicarbonate of soda, baking soda, uh-huh. uh, solution. That I have to take issue with, too. Okay. Uh, uh, so because hydrofluoric acid has such a high affinity for calcium, what you're supposed to use is a gel that uh, contains a high concentration of calcium that should sequester all of the HF. I don't think I have any of that at home, though. But any lab that uses HF is required to have this calcium gluconate gel. That's what you're supposed to use. So if you have, if you, for whatever reason, decide to have some hydrofluoric acid in your home, also get this gel. Please do. Yes. That's that's your that's your public service announcement right there. <laughs> gluconate? Yeah. Calcium so, yeah, gluconate. So yeah, so treatment of HF burns, right? Calcium gluconate mm-hmm. gel. Looks like something I'd brush my teeth with. But I'd be if I brush my teeth with it. It's got calcium in the title, would it strengthen my teeth? That I'm not sure of. Uh calcium gluconate is a mineral supplement. Get a nice crust so on it. So right. I Yes. <laughs> Side effects include nausea, constipation, upset stomach, rapid intravenous mm. injections of calcium gluconate may cause hypercalcemia, which can result in vasodilation, cardiac arrhythmias, decreased blood pressure, and bradycardia. Mm. This doesn't sound like something I want to brush my teeth. Yeah, no, it'll make no. your teeth bigger. <laughs> don't. I would say brush your teeth, but don't swallow. Spit it out. <laughs> Rinse well. But yeah, I mean, if you do get a really serious HF incident, a bunch on your skin, what they do is they uh, they give you an IV of this stuff. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then watch you for bradycardia. Yeah. Put you on that machine. A- achy brachycardia? And I'm just going to say, please don't do what I said. Please don't brush your teeth with this stuff. Yeah. In the news. 2007, Redwood City, California. 18-year-old Fernando Jimenez Gonzalez, an employee of circuit board manufacturer Coastal Circuits, was found drowned in a vat containing a low-concentration sulfuric acid solution at the company's factory. Gonzalez was likely overcome by chemical fumes while dipping circuit boards into the sulfuric acid mm-hmm. to make it more computy. And <laughs> fell. That technical that's term? how you make circuit boards. Fell forward into the vat and drowned. When he did not arrive home, Gonzalez's father, who also works for Coastal Circuits, went to the factory to check on him and found his body. So this is kind of a tragic version of that, like comedy, uh, you know, Jerry Lewis style, where you get kind of like dizzy and you fall flat into your soup or cake or whatever is in front of you, uh-huh. right? Because mm-hmm. you're so, high on cake fumes. Yeah, something like that. You know, you get bonked on the head or a baseball flies in from somewhere and it's like, they make that little like tweet, tweet, tweet sound uh-huh. and then you go and it's like pure comedy gold. That is a, uh, I'm sure you've seen in many of your safety reports, many uh, birds and stars around people's yes, heads. precisely. After they've been uh, subjected to fumes mm-hmm. from sulfuric yeah. acid. This guy probably wished those birds had like grabbed him by the ears and kept him from drowning well in it, it isn't acid. really the sulfuric acid that that 
uh, was in the fumes. It was that he was dipping the circuit boards into it, which reacted and generated other fumes. Oh, okay. It wasn't the sulfuric acid fumes themselves, at least as far as I'm reading it. That's, so, that's what I would guess. Well, people in this situation, would, should they have some sort of like, uh, you know, breathing apparatus or something like that? Yes. Or, so why wasn't he <laughs> Oh, it's safety gear. Yeah. This huh. is why we have the committee, you know? So he probably was not doing what he needed to do to stay safe. Or they had not told him. I mean, he was 18, right? Well, you you're think, young. You, you think, think you're invulnerable. 18, you, you get think... hired You get hired by a high-tech company. They're like, what we want you to do is dip this stuff into the yeah, you'd acid. Think, you'd think there'd be some sort of training regimen, some yeah. sort of procedure by which they told you how to do it safely. Yeah, I agree with you. You'd think. Yeah, oh, the gas mask is chafing me, man. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. There's some uh, down the assembly line. There was a girl he was trying to impress, and you're not going to impress anybody with a gas mask on. 2012, South Korea. More than six weeks after eight tons of hydrofluoric acid was accidentally released at a chemical plant in South Korea. Accidentally released HF. Many of the thousands of local residents who fled the area at the time have reportedly not yet returned to their homes, despite assurances from authorities that the area is now safe. Okay. Now, is that because they're afraid or because they all fled and then died? Oh, hmm. <laughs> we didn't return because we couldn't. Uh, the leak killed five workers at the plant and severely injured at least 18 others, including workers and emergency personnel. Mm-hmm. More than 3,000 people in villages and farms downwind of the accident inhaled fumes and required emergency treatment for health complaints, including nausea, chest pains, rashes, and sore eyes. The accident also contaminated crops and sickened livestock. Boo. It's going to taint your hamburger. Yeah, you got hydrofluoric acid. That's the real crime. The hydrofluoric, yeah, that's, that's right. People cares? dying, man. What yeah. about my beef? Mm-hmm. The hydrofluoric acid spill may have been caused by human error, as two workers were unloading the chemical from a delivery tanker. A security video camera recorded the two workers on top of the tanker, both without protective gear. They were connecting an air hose to a valve in the tanker in order to force the chemical out under high pressure. Mm-hmm. The video shows a white vapor erupting at high pressure from the tanker, engulfing the workers. Bad news. Mm-hmm. Firefighters who initially responded to the accident were not fully briefed on the risks of hydrofluoric acid. The first to arrive on the scene wore typical firefighting garments and masks inadequate protection against hydrofluoric acid fumes. Firefighters also spread the hydrofluoric acid further by spraying water on it. Neither the city government nor the plant had supplies of slaked lime, an agent used to neutralize the acid. Slaked lime was not deployed at the accident scene until the day after the leak. So that happened. All right. Well, you know, I mean, at least the two guys who fucked it up got toasted right out of the gate. May 2013, India. Sonali Mukherjee. I'm sorry, I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but that's the way it goes sometimes. (laughs) 28 appeared on the Indian version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in December 2012 to raise money for her ongoing treatment and to highlight the plight of acid attack victims in oh, the country. Oh, I was about to say, the, they must play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire much differently in India. I don't remember the acid round. 11 years ago, at the age of 17, she was severely disfigured when a spurned suitor and his friends broke into her room and doused her body with chemicals. Before her win, Sonali's family had run out of money to pay for further treatment after selling their ancestral land and her mother's jewelry. Sonali told CNN, My father sold our land, gold, everything to pay for treatment, hoping for justice. In the end, we lost everything while the criminals are still out there. She has used the jackpot money, equivalent to almost 30,000 pounds, to continue her recovery. As well as paying for much-needed treatment, Sonali said she hoped her appearance on the show called Kaun Baniga Kroropati mm-hmm. 
will raise awareness of the suffering of acid attack victims. Since the acid attack, she has received no money from the state for her treatment. She suffered 95% burns to her face and said the acid normally used to clean rusty tools felt as if she had been thrown into a fire, said she was in unbearable pain for the first four months. She was left partially blind and deaf as a result of her injuries. The burns were so bad that she had no ears, no eyelids, and no scalp. Sonali Mukherjee used the money from the wind to pay for her 27th round of reconstructive surgery. Her attackers are currently out on bail. This year, the Indian government signed the Criminal Law Amendment Bill, which brings in tougher punishment for those who commit violence against women. Acid attack is now defined as a separate penal code offense, and perpetrators are recommended to receive a sentence of between 10 years and life in prison. However, the stronger laws are unlikely to benefit Sonali in her legal case. Right. Well, this actually is a perfect segue into pop culture because uh, Joe and I saw a movie called Saving Face, which is about this exact same topic, but in Pakistan. Right. Which, of course, is, you know, uh, used to be part of India at one point in time. And uh, they uh, point out in the documentary that there are at least 100 new cases every year of acid burns. and uh, they follow, it's uh, it's relatively short. It's obviously it was made for like a one hour presentation on HBO or something. Yeah, it looks like that. Because it's a 40 minute uh, show. And they follow a couple of specific cases of women who were uh, um, planning on leaving their husbands. And so their husbands doused them in acid. And one guy lit his wife on fire. And uh, sort of how their different cases are going. And also following a plastic surgeon who is of Pakistani origin who went and made his made his way in London as a plastic surgeon and yeah. uh, is traveled back to Pakistan to you know uh, to go to the burn ward where they have an entire section set aside for acid attack for women who've been attacked by acid yeah it this is a pretty brutal thing to watch because they show the guys who did it yeah. and they are just like no that wasn't me I didn't do it and they have no no remorse. No, like no remorse, but also they've just decided, oh, my defense is to say it wasn't me. And like one guy was literally like, they're like, but you were there. Like he said, yeah, it was some other guy. And they were like, but you were there. You yeah. saw it. Who was it? And, oh, I don't know. It's just some guy. And, and the interviewer was like, well, why would some random guy want to do that? I don't know. I don't know. This is what happens when women try to leave their husbands. Right. Yeah. This is what happens. <laughs> some random guy who I do not know. <laughs> splashes acid in my wife's face while i was there yeah well and the thing is they've got witnesses where you know saying that it was him who did it he's just deny 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 right yeah and so it's the shaggy defense if any it wasn't me (laughs) if any of our listeners want to get really angry one day i'd suggest watching this movie because it's pretty rage inducing uh about these women the part that actually i found almost most interesting that wasn't actually dealt with in the body of the documentary because they open up and they do kind of a montage of talking with these women about their experience, about how and when they got burned by acid. Yeah. And uh, a couple of the women talk about how they've been burned since they were young girls. Like they got burned 13. at the age of 13. Right. One girl because she refused the advances of her school teacher and yeah. her school teacher doused her in acid. One girl who was... Uh, um, uh, put up the sexual advances of somebody and he said, oh, if I can't have you, no one can and doused her in acid. Right. And they didn't actually deal with those cases in the documentary. They dealt with these women whose husbands had, uh, who they threatened to leave their husbands yeah. and their husbands doused them so that they wouldn't be attractive to anybody else. And but 
brutal stories. Like these women have nowhere to go. Oh, one yeah. one woman, her her husband uh, attacked her with the acid. She left. Oh, and no. then her husband attacked her with acid. Her mother-in-law doused her in gasoline that's and her right. sister-in-law lit a match and lit her on wow. fire. Right. And then they locked the door to the room from the outside and waited for her to die. Wow. Yeah. She didn't die. Yeah. Recovered from injuries, moved out and took her daughter with her. But because of the, her abject poverty and that she was so uh, um, you know, wounded and injured and couldn't do anything, couldn't work or anything like that, she was forced to move back in Ugh. with her husband's family because that was the only place that her and her daughter had to stay. Otherwise, they'd be living on the street. Awkward with the capital And then, then they bricked up the only door that connected where she was living yeah. to where so, they were. So she couldn't even see her kids. So her They're daughter like, is in one room and there's a brick wall between her and that room and she's not allowed to go in there. Classy. It's oh. terrible. Like you, you cannot think people could be that evil to uh, to anybody, much less their goddamn wife. Yeah, yeah. and so they they kind of catalog the way that um, because this is such a rampant problem and it's not getting any less of a problem that uh, they they catalog sort of the movement to um, to do exactly what India did and, and get this legislation in that makes uh, acid attacks a separate crime rather mm-hmm. than just like simple assault or something. Well, I got some uh, stats from – there's a couple uh, charity and uh, NGO websites. There's Hmm. – I've got it here. Hang on. There's acidviolence.org and there's the Acid Survivors Foundation. Mm Mm-hmm. And I got some information from these guys. Uh, Most common types of acid used are sulfuric, nitric, or hydrochloric. Of course, blindness and permanent scarring usually results. This happens in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. The major victim of the attacks is women at 47%, children 27%, and men at 26%. Because acid attacks were only recently classified as a specific crime, the Indian government does not keep track of the number of cases. And due to a lack of awareness on the issue in India, there are not enough NGOs or social groups to study the frequency of such attacks. Most people live in rural communities that are relatively isolated, and mechanisms to gather information from these communities are weak. But there's evidence in Bangladesh to indicate that there is an alarming increase in the number of reported acid attack incidents. In 96, there were 47 reported cases. In 98, there were over 200. Uh, like you know, It's likely the numbers are higher, of course. Yeah, because like, obviously not every case goes reported. I mean, this yeah. is the number of cases might not be going up, but it just might be more people are coming forward. Yeah. Right? In 1999, the Acid Survivors Foundation started to collect data. In 2002, the number recorded it as... 484. It's pretty shitty that there actually has to be an organization called the, the Acid, Acid Survivors, Survivors yes, Organization. Indeed like it does. the fact that there's a there's a, a something for them to do that they that they have a job to actually yeah. do that they could serve a purpose in the world. And they actually filed suit uh, along with one of the acid victims in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to keep Saving Face from being shown in Pakistan, even though it's a Pakistan-created yeah, film, to which direct the director agreed uh, to honor due to fear of acts of violence against acid victims. Right. So there's. You can watch yeah, the entire it, video online. Uh, we'll put a link up on causticsodapodcast.com. It yeah. is 40 minutes. I think it's well worth watching, even though it's disturbing. Dope. The reason why I think it's so common is that these materials are so easy to come by. Right. right. Well, and, I mean, one woman points out, she says right in the video, she goes, oh, he took the acid out of a car battery and threw it in my face. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's uh, one of those attacks that, uh, you know, is, is meant to destroy the physical appearance That's of right. someone. It doesn't necessarily 
kill mm-hmm. all of its victims, but it's it's to uh, its primary directive is to disfigure. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's I mean, just a power play. It's a, absolutely it is absolutely, and, and it's it's husband the the two that they profiled were these husbands who are like, oh, I was going to leave them, so now they make it so you know I, my life is ruined that I I when this one woman literally had to move back in with them, yeah. it made it impossible for her to get out of the domestic situation. Yeah, terrible. Go watch the the movie and uh, then maybe go give something to yeah. one of the charities Pre- prepare, that we're going to link. Prepare to be enraged. Yeah. Well, you guys want to talk about Breaking Bad, right? We do. Can we talk about something fun and not real and gross? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In Breaking Bad, uh, actually, season one, episode two, titled The Cats in the Bag. Uh, spoiler, but you should have seen this show already. Mm-hmm. Walter White and his partner, Jesse Pinkman, need to get rid of a body. Walt tells Jesse, who has not yet learned to follow Walt's instructions regarding chemistry to the letter, to pick up a specific type of plastic tub because hydrofluoric acid will dissolve any other container. Jesse takes a shortcut and dumps it in a ceramic bathtub. The result is a very messy hole in the ceiling, the tub being on the second floor. Since the body at this point is no longer recognizable as human, the result is bloody hilarious, as uh, TV tropes would call it. There's, it's basically, yeah, a disgusting, mostly decomposed body, and everything falls through this huge hole in the floor and splatters everywhere. And then the show shows the cleanup. Yeah. Which is just disturbing and gross and hilarious at the same time because it's not real. For how, me, how realistic is is this to you, Adam? Well, um, you know, I, I think I mentioned this when we were talking a little bit about hydrofluoric acid. Is that it, it gives off fumes uh, much more than some of the other acids that we've mm. talked about. So you wouldn't really be able to do this without some really heavy ventilation. Right. Uh, even just you know pouring it over the body, it just wouldn't really work like that. And You'd then, have to be in total like hazmat suits. Yeah, exactly. And or respirators and the oxygen tank or whatnot. Uh, and, you know, would it uh, dissolve all the way through a bathtub? Uh, yeah, but I don't think it would happen over the course of, of the, the time period that it shows. It would take right. a little bit longer than that. Um, you know, there, there's some creative license that I'll give them. Yeah. I'm sure lots of people are learning more about chemistry because of Breaking Bad. <laughs> it, what was um, cool was that, that they did use the they did mention it was hydrofluoric and specifically. mentioned like specifically you need to get this one type of container and that was pretty darn accurate if yeah. the mechanism speed was a little too fast. Well, in the news with regards to this specific uh, incident, June 2013, Nine Mile Falls, Washington, authorities found in murder suspects Jason Hart's home. DVD discs of the Breaking Bad uh, TV series, including Season 1, Episode 2. Detectives found Reagan Jolly's nude body partially submerged in a plastic tub full of acid in a garage. An empty bottle of sulfuric acid was nearby. Uh, New court documents also revealed that Hart had purchased a chemistry book two weeks prior. In 2013. Uh, Yeah. Internet, dummy. (laughs) Jolly, 33, was strangled to death. So I, uh, you know, prosecutors described the murder as a case of domestic violence. So I guess this dude strangled his girlfriend and then decided to try to get rid of the body. Bot breaking bad. Now, wait a minute. Sulfuric acid in a plastic tub. How's that? Does does plastic hold sulfuric acid okay? Yeah, it'll be all right for a little while. For a while. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about alien and aliens and the alien acid blood. Quidrology. And Aliens versus Predator. Of course, I've watched all those movies multiple times. Did you times. say Quidrology? Sure, yeah, I did. I did say that. Quadrilogy? No, I said Quidrology. <laughs> 
Alien blood is an extremely potent acid. It is capable of corroding on contact almost any substance with alarming speed. Mm -hmm. It is a dull yellowish green color and seems to be pressurized inside the body so that it spurts out when punctured. That... The alien novelization suggests that at least at the facehugger stage, the acid is not blood, but a fluid maintained under pressure between a double layer of skin. Oh, mm. so it's like a defense mechanism. It really isn't their blood. Right. It's like, okay. So it's like, yeah, there's, are it's there like, animals that kind of, they, they'll, uh, well, I guess a skunk, really. You could think mm-hmm. of that. Like it's just there's the neck. bombardier beetle. Oh, yeah. Which shoots out acid. Right. Hot, boiling acid at your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, also used in Dungeons and Dragons okay. as in a larger version. Yeah. <laughs> in the Aliens vs. Predator Requiem documentary, Science of the Alien, mm. have you seen that one? No. no. <laughs> it is theorized that the alien's acid blood could be some kind of hydrosulfuric acid composition due to its corrosiveness and the conspicuously toxic effects on living human f- tissue. I feel like that's kind of a misnomer. I mean, hydrosulfuric, sulfuric acid, they're the same thing oh okay. it just means sulfuric in water right i i guess or no it just it's just uh well let's see well it's linking us to something else hydrogen sulfide which is not really an acid and also not a liquid um <laughs> yeah it's what smells like rotten eggs right yeah yeah uh i mean i think that we can uh grant the aliens universe uh some yeah. creative license to do what they want with the acid but yeah. no there isn't anything like alien blood that you can actually buy. yeah exactly yeah. i was about to say like why even try and categorize it in human terms just say it's alien acid like i don't even understand the idea of trying to well like, because alien acid's still going to use actual chemicals yeah and we but, know how chemicals work but it's, not necessarily the chemicals it. that we know on our planet Take it up with the chemists, man. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, there's only so many things that work together, and now you're going to talk about getting to super complex, weird chains. And yeah. That's the thing about, about a lot of science fiction aliens is that they have, you know, these kind of magical things that don't appear to come from uh, reality. Uh, and I think that's something that I really disagree with. Whatever alien species are out there coming to invade Earth, they don't have any science that doesn't exist that in our universe. I mean, mm-hmm. you're saying we've I'm discovered wrong. everything though. No, I'm not saying we've discovered everything, but you know, certain materials and, and things are just common to the universe. They're, they're not, they're, there's not going to be a different periodic table on a different planet. That's right. what I'm saying. Kevin, agree or disagree. Right. But we've invented synthetic things that, uh, you know, uh, um, that the first discoverers of the periodic table wouldn't have contemplated. And so some alien yeah. culture couldn't have done the same thing? It could be that it's, uh, if you want to get complicated, it could be that it's not even an acid, that it, it maybe even be some kind of biological material that's got some kind of like tiny mi- microscopic organism in it. Yeah, that, some that, kind of nanotechnology that, that, thing. Like, a, that I would, like you know. a biological nanotechnology that it can spit out or shoots out of its blood and then that doesn't it, doesn't eat the alien, but yeah. when it gets in something else, the little tiny microbes eat through you and it so, looks like an acid and generates yeah. heat and... They're on a spaceship yes. in that scene, right? Are they in space in that scene? Yes. So what happens if it goes all the way through the floor? Well, I think that uh, was like one of the dangers. Like we got to stop it before it goes goes through the oh, hole. But yeah. eventually, it did just kind of wear out and stop. Yeah, and it, stop it does. It does have a finite uh, sort of. And like, know, how are they? How are they generating gravity on the spaceship? Could they just turn it off and then it would just it wouldn't drip? I mean, that would be one that's solution. That's what I do. Right? Yeah. Just. Flip the yeah, switch. so then you have globules of this super acidic <laughs> stuff just floating around you. You try to catch it in a straw like Chris Hadley. Yeah. Hadfield. Hadfield. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. Canadian <laughs> icon. Maybe not necessarily a better option. That's all I'm saying. Let's move to Two-Face. 
Uh, well, yeah, certainly uh, any fans of the DC Universe, he's, uh, he's kind of your top acid uh, uh, sufferer. <laughs> First appeared in Detective Comics number 66, August 1942. Wow. Ooh. Two-Face was once Harvey Dent, the clean-cut district attorney of Gotham City and ally of Batman. Dent goes insane after mob boss Sal Maroney throws acid at him during a trial. Mm-hmm. This is in the original comic. Yeah. Hideously scarring the left side of his face. Dent adopts a two-faced persona and becomes a criminal. Never appeared in the 60s, Batman. Really? Oh, like the Too 60s Batman TV series? That yeah. Probably because they didn't want to, like, uh, they, they couldn't do the, the, the prosthetic makeup effects uh, convincingly enough. Instead, they had Egghead. Or anybody who'd put up with it. <laughs> I mean, the Joker wouldn't even shave his mustache. That's true. Originally named Harvey Kent, but I guess that was too confusing because then he would be like a relative Clark of Superman. Clark Kent, yeah. Mm, yeah. Got it. They, they should have kept it. Uncle Harvey. <laughs> Creator Bob Kane claimed to have been inspired by the 1931 film Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Sure. Okay. Also derived some inspiration from the 1939 pulp magazine crime fighter The Black Bat, also known as District Art D.A. Anthony Quinn, blinded and disfigured by acid. Okay, well, that seems so, pretty derivative. Very, very derivative, yeah. They showed up in 1942 and there was a detective story in 39 about yeah. a, a DA who got disfigured by acid. Uh, I'd say that's pretty uh, pretty suspect. And this is actually, the Black Bat has actually been relaunched in May 2013. What? Really? By Dynamite Entertainment. You can Dynamite! Get Black, you can get Black Bat comics again, everyone. Oh, good. The drought is over. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite uh, Harvey Dent in pop culture? Adam? The animated series. Oh, voiced by Richard Mall of Night Court fame. Oh, bull. Certainly the only two that I can think of off the top of my head are uh, from The Dark Knight, played by Aaron Eckhart, or uh, Tommy Lee, which is certainly better than Tommy Lee Jones's from Batman and Robin. Yeah. yeah. Who are we missing from this list, Joe? Uh, Billy D. Williams. That is right. In uh, Batman, who plays Harvey Dent, but not Two-Face. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. become Two-Face. Right. But I would have enjoyed a Lando Two-Face. Yeah, yeah. With that, with that voice of his, and he, could, <laughs> he could talk with that voice out of one side of his mouth and then out of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should have happened. But, although Aaron Heckart's fantastic, so. And Aaron Heckart was served very well by this, the, the, the marriage of the prosthetic and CGI effects. Mm-hmm. You could, like, see right through his cheek and do his, like, uh, like uh, mouth cavity and his, like, clacking teeth. And it was just just constantly, like, dripping blood and leaving goo behind everywhere. Yeah. He, like, laid his head down. It was uh, so well done. And it, what, it, what, it, what was great to me is it felt like it got right up to that line of too much, but yeah. didn't go over. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just gross enough that you didn't have to wince through the whole movie. Yeah. But still was uncomfortable to look yeah, at. It was really yeah. well done. Yeah. I think that all the thing that always bugged me about Two Face and Adam, you can back me up on this, is that his eye, his one eye, yeah. it was always bigger. It yeah. was more oh. swollen. Kind no, of, no. You would think if you get acid in your face, well, yes, it would be burned away. <laughs> yeah, well, your, your eye would be gone first before anything. Else. Right, right, right. Yeah. But if your eye somehow survived, like it was magic non-eye attacking acids. Yes. Uh, if you, you covered in baking soda before you had the accident. They yeah. <laughs> they had the exact right size for both eyes. It's just most of your eye is covered by your eye, upper and lower eyelids. And, you don't socket, see it. and, and the socket and all the yeah. other stuff, yeah. But the point is it shouldn't have been there at all. No, it should have been. If it was there at all, it would have shrunk into a tiny little, little raisin. raisin. Yeah. What I want to know is if there's any uh, real-life instances, now that I'm thinking about it, of anybody who is a victim of an acid attack and then to seek revenge, 
becomes an acid attacker. I mean, I'm just curious if there's if, if this is a possibility. In, in Saving Face, that was one of the constant demands of the women because uh, when we when we saw Saving Face, they also talk about the putting in that new law to to make it so that you could get a life sentence for acid attacks. Right. And the women were meeting with politicians and things who were pushing for this, and many of them were saying like, "They throw acid on us. We should be allowed to throw acid on them." Yeah, right. it's the old school hammer eye for eye, like eye for an mm-hmm. eye, tooth for tooth sort of bullshit, right? But but, uh, you know, I mean, when you're talking about civilized justice, it's not nearly so simple. I prefer my punishments that if you find out that you screwed up, that you can undo them relatively easily. Yes, yeah. Like, that's why I'm against... I'm not, I don't think that people don't deserve to die. I just think that we're not great at determining who can die, who yeah. should die. So yeah. that's why I don't want a death penalty. Yeah, you can't... It's a, no... no uh, and no it's take, the same thing with this. No takesies, backsies. Yeah, so p- put them in jail forever, and then if you find out that it was a mistake, you can go, well, at least all that happened is you were in jail for a while. We don't yeah. have to give you reconstructive surgery. Melt your face Here's off. a delightful yeah. hamburger. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to talk about House on Haunted Hill? Yeah, in uh, preparation for this, Torn uh, threw out the fact that House on Haunted Hill from 1959, a Vincent Price, and I air quoting this classic. Speaking of Egghead from uh, the 1960s Batman. Uh, has featured a vat of acid, which it most definitely does. Now, the movie, again, is one of these shorties. It's running at like 72 minutes or so. So thank goodness I didn't have to watch it for much longer than that. Uh, and uh, yeah, they, Vincent Price invites a, uh, a handful of people who are desperate for money over, telling them if they stay in the house for the night, he will pay them $10,000 each. And then if anybody were to die, he will take their $10,000 and split it amongst the survivors. And uh, there's a bunch of subplots about his, he wants to kill his wife and his wife is trying to kill him. And so all these people are kind of like pawns in a little game. Right. And, uh, and then they're, they, they posit this theory that there are ghosts in the house and they, you have these caretakers who just are constantly jumping out and scaring one of the lead characters and not really. And then they just, they kind of reveal like, oh, they're just the caretakers. And you're like, well, then why were they jumping out and scaring everybody for like eight <laughs> seconds? And like do, coming out of the dark and appearing out of nowhere and doing all these ghostly things, right? I was supposed to sell them as a ghost that they never explain ever. And then in the basement, there is a giant vat of acid that burns everything except bones. Right. And so, uh, you know. Uh, this house is supposed to have a history of murders. Like seven people have died there, and uh, um, well, one of them was uh, one of the people that was murdered. There was this guy's brother, the owner's brother, and so that's why he's there, just constantly like leering at people and going, "You're all gonna die. You're all they're they're never gonna let us get out of here alive. We're all gonna die." Isn't there a scary skeleton in this movie? Uh, there is a skeleton. It's probably the <laughs> least scary part about the movie. Uh, but yeah, so as you can imagine, uh, they introduced the vat of acid about five minutes in and then right. late, very late in the film, a bunch of people go in the vat of acid and, uh, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's awful. It's sure. Nice swim. Yeah. It's not as bad as, uh, the abominable Dr. Fives, but, uh, <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. How was the acid represented? Uh, well, it's black and white, so I couldn't tell whether it was like clear or greenish or whatever. Right. right? But uh, yeah, the, the, it's was just, it bubbling and frothing? Yes. Once something it was to sit still, and then you'd put something in it, it would bubble and froth. Okay. And then uh, uh, a fully constituted skeleton that is like totally held together right. by organic material that presumably sh- presumably should melt it. It would rise to the surface, and there's a fully formed skeleton would be sitting uh, there on top. And then of course there's the one. Does skeleton- bone float? I guess bone floats. 
I've never tried it. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get, uh, let's get a vat of acid. Into the acid vat, Kevin. <laughs> uh, and then there's, of course, there's the there's the skeleton that climbs out of the vat of acid and chases the oh femme fatale God. around until she falls into the vat of acid in a panic, which, of course, ends up being uh, marionetted by Vincent Price. Right. But, of course... The wires and ropes that are controlling it, they didn't melt while they were in the big vat of acid that melts all the... Uh... It was made of that special plastic Yeah, or whatever. right. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. If it wasn't for those meddling kids. Yeah. Reminds me of that old magazine, Oh Fuck, Skeletons. <laughs> the magazine for being pe- for people being chased by skeletons. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's such a weird feeling to know you're alive. It's such an awful feeling. You're dying inside. And when you wake up, startled to say, I hope I don't go crazy today. It's such a bad Caustic Soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while undergoing buckyball therapy. To comment on episodes, make donations, and for links, images, videos, and show notes, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at Caustic Podcast. Or email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah, but I was more right than Torn. That's two two plus a bonus for Torn. I was I was try right. Yeah, but you were minus five was nowhere near as good as his minus thirty three compared to minus thirty one and a half. True. Torn has the bonus point and he has two. And you and I both have one. Let's go. Yeah, if you're within five, you get a bonus point. Yeah. Yeah. We're making this up as we go along. Within 10%. Surprise. Hey, don't rile me up. You may end up with acid in your face. Or at least an acid tongue.